boring. Boring. Why? That's the one standing by you. Are you are you are you a boring person? You are not smiling, you are not I mean excited, you are not happy. Why? No, as one to stand by, why without your face like that? Why you are too serious? You are not the only one affected by the depreciation of the city. We are all affected. We all spend CDs. Just so you know. No, no, that's not about you spend dollars. We all spend CDs, so we are all affected. So you can't be too, you can't jump. You can't. You, why? Please ask the one standing by you that why? What a shock. Amen. Amen. We are together for Jesus. It's such a great blessing to be in the house of the Lord and please be seated. Amen. Amen. Now, many years ago, when my spiritual father was um, going on retirement from serving the Lord for many years, the church organized a send of service in his honor. And the brochure that they printed, he had written his final statement in finally exiting the church. This is how he started his message. He said, when I entered my office that morning and I saw that my chair was still broken, I knew it was time for me to leave. Because apparently the chair had been broken for weeks, or maybe months. But for some, whatever reason, nobody seemed to have seen it that the pastor's chair was broken. And so he said, when he entered that day, and he still saw that the chair was broken. He told himself that, I think this is my end. And he retired and left. Now, ladies and gentlemen, probably you'll be thinking in your mind, how is it possible that the pastor's chair will be broken for weeks and for months and nobody seemed to have seen or anything seemed to be done about it? But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand that there are certain doors in this life that when you open those doors, things that are so easy for you and for everyone to see, suddenly you don't see them anymore. That's what happened to my father, my spiritual father when he was ending his ministry. Today, we want to look at that door that we must guard with our lives to make sure that no matter what happens in this life, that door remains shut. Because it's a door that leads to dishonor. And that's what we want to talk about today. But before we go any further, close your eyes and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are grateful this morning. Lord, as you have been reading and praying from Malachi chapter 1 verse 6, you have always said, if I'm a father, where is my honor? Lord, I want to be a church that brings honor to you every single day, every single step of the way throughout. That is why we are praying that may you help us even as we learn what you have for us today. And we will do us of your word and not hear us only deceiving ourselves. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn around, turn to the one sitting to your left or to your right. Tell the person, Aquaba. 
You can speak it in your language, Spanish, Greek, German. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Or Karibu. Karibu is a Swahili language, which means welcome. Hallelujah. Amen. Can I have some smile on your face as you are saying welcome to the place? You are saying welcome, but your face is so serious that the person sitting by you is not welcome. Smile. Just give the person a smile. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this year, we have been looking at unstoppable greatness. Hallelujah. Somebody shout unstoppable greatness. You are destined for greatness. Hallelujah. Oh, I say you are destined for greatness. Hallelujah. Amen. Even if it's been a long time since you've been here, you are still destined for greatness. Amen. The person you knows, the person knows who I'm. If you don't know who I'm talking about, the person knows himself or herself that um, it's been a long time since we saw him or her, but you are still destined for greatness. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And ladies and gentlemen, what we have been learning this month about greater honor is one of the things that you will need if you are going to experience unstoppable greatness. Hallelujah. Without honor, unstoppable greatness is almost impossible. Amen. Because you have to understand that scripture has made us understand that it is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. The blessing of the Lord that maketh rich is not the work that you have been doing all this while. Because the, 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 the city dollar depreciation has shown you, if you haven't seen it, that, that the work that you are doing and the money that you have been making, it has been useless all this while. You didn't know. It has been useless because uh, uh, suddenly your money that you have have been reduced by more than half. I mean, that's how serious it is. So if you have been trusting in your work and the money that you have been receiving, you have suddenly seen your face. Amen. And that is why honor is so important and is so crucial for us that we do not neglect or forget about honor. So God said, if I'm a father... Where is my honor? So God wants us to understand that a father deserves honor. Anyone who is a father in your life deserves honor. Including the one who did not take care of you. Amen. I'm saying that it includes the one who did not take you to school you still have to honor that person. You don't like my message this morning. You don't like it, isn't it? Then let me say it again. So that when I stand before God in heaven, I will tell God that I told them. That the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. Who God says cast for you? Honor your father and mother who took you to Japan and Dubai and bought ice cream for you every day. Honor, honor. Is that what your Bible is saying? That's all my Bible said. My Bible says, Honor your father and your mother so that what? Oh, the Bible scholar didn't come to church today. I came to the wrong church this morning. Honor your father and mother so that oh they are not here, they are not here. People are still sleeping. Wake them up, wake them up, wake them up. Honor your father and mother so that.
So that. But why is that scripture not here? Look for the Telling us to exercise and to exercise. For someone who is a spiritual father to you, God says we should honor the was not Paul who said that was it so much that after we have ministered to you in spiritual things, for you to also minister back to us in all things, all other things, all other good things. It's not only when you, are, you have a bad dream and, and, and monkeys are chasing you and when you are running away and you bypass the monkey, you found a, 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 um, a, a present. How do we say cow in tree? Nentree. You want to meet a nentree. Immediately, 4.30 a.m., you call the pastor. Pastor, I want to see. I don't know who brought October as pastor's appreciation man, but I think that person is a very correct person. Because he has 
come to realize there's the need for us to honor the pastors that God has appointed for us. Amen. Now, is it illustrating that I'm the pastor and I'm preaching that you should honor the pastor? Listen, Bishop, that told us, he taught us, especially those of us that God has blessed so much. God has blessed me, amen. amen. God has blessed me, amen. amen. What about you? God has blessed you. But when I'm saying that God has blessed me, it looks strange that I'm saying God has blessed me, isn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, Jesus was telling us that those of you that God has blessed so much, it should be easy for you to actually tell your church members to come and honor you. Why? Because the church members themselves know that you don't need anything. Hallelujah. And I thank God that I don't need anything. I don't lack anything. I thank my God. I am not shy or ashamed to say it. Because in scripture, the Bible says in the early church, they lack nothing. Why should I lack something? Amen. Are you here or you've gone more? Are you here or you've gone already? Why should I lack something? Why should you also lack something? If you believe God's word, that the Bible says that silver and gold are mine, save the Lord. We're bringing so much good things, so much offering, so much amazing things that the man of God says, Stop! It's enough. We don't need anything. Day. A day is coming one of these days. Very soon it shall be here. Now people can just come and bring their good things to the Lord. They'll just say, Pastor, I'm bringing my car. I'm bringing my house. I'm giving my dollars. I'm giving my money. I want to give all to the church. And the pastor will announce, keep it. We don't need it. But we have everything we need. And you are going to one of those people. And I remember Bishop David Oyedepo just stand there and somebody brought about 200 cars. Those 200 cars are not the Corolla that are used. They brought, I think it was a Range Rover, brand new, 200. And the man of God, God says, I should come and give this to you. Ladies and gentlemen, Bishop David Ayodepo came to church that day and he said, God bless you for bringing me those 200 cars. But God said, I should not drive in any of those cars. So instead of calling his pastors, instead of calling the leaders, instead of calling the people, he mentioned their name and said, you young man, take one key. You this one, take another key. You this one, take another key and go and drive. For I have no need of this thing that this person has brought here. Can I promise that into your life this morning? A time is coming, one of these days, and suddenly soon it shall come where God shall bless you and you shall experience financial breakthrough in your life because of honor. Oh, Makapayan Tabalabaha, because of honor. Because of honor, God will not forget you. Because of honor, God will remember you. Because of honor. Please be seated. This is not what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about a topic of entitled familiarity 
the door to dishonor. Amen. Somebody say familiarity. Familiarity. That is the door. You see, that is the door to dishonor. That is the door that when you open that door of familiarity, everything that is in there is dishonor. And you'll be shocked that you will not even realize and recognize that this is dishonor. Hallelujah. Look at Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. Now I'm reading from the English Standard Version, ESV. He went away from there. Who is that? Jesus Christ. Can you please be on our feet as we read our scripture for the morning? And he went away from there and came to his hometown and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath day, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is the wisdom given to him? How are such might works done by his hands? This is Jesus Christ with his disciples. Wow. Verse 3. Hmm. Is not this the carpenter? The son of Mary and brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon. And are not this his sister with us? And they took offense at him. Verse 4. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own hometown and among his relatives and in his own house. Verse 5. This is what I want you to take note of. Just watch the screen or your Bible if you have it. And he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Who are we talking about? This is not Peter. This is not Andrews. This is the Lord Jesus Christ the one who said that before Abraham was, I am. This is the one that we're talking about. And he could not. He could not. It's not that he did not want to. He could not. I've read this scripture several in several verses. They all use, and he could not. I thought it was a mistake. He could not do mighty work there. Except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Verse 6. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went about among the villages teaching. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. Seated. Now, when we say honor, honor means esteem. Honor means value. Honor means great respect. To honor someone is to value the person highly or to bestow value upon the person. And for the past three Sundays, Mommy and Minister um, Solomon and Pastor Ben have been teaching us about honor. To honor God. To honor our fathers. To honor the people God has appointed over our life. To honor one another. That is to have great respect. To place great value on someone is what it means to honor the person. Amen. So when you hear you are talking about greater honor, when you hear you are saying honor your father and mother, when you hear you are saying that honor God, honor your pastors, honor your leaders, honor your bosses, honor your spiritual father, what we are saying is that place great value. What we are saying is that to, 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 to hold the person in high esteem. That's what it means to honor a person. 
So when you say that this man is a man where we are honoring our pastors, it means that it's just a reminder for us to understand that the pastors that God has given us, we are supposed to hold them in high esteem. We are supposed to value them. We are supposed to cherish them. We are supposed to place value on their lives. We are supposed to place value on the things they tell us. That's what it means to honor. That's what it means to show great respect. That's what it means to regard someone. Respect. Value. Esteem. You see, look at the words we are using when we talk about honor. So when God says, if, if I'm a father... Where is my honor? What God was saying that if I'm a father, where is the value that you are pleasing on me? Where is the value? Where is it? Where is the respect that you're supposed to give me? If I'm a father, this is God speaking. It makes you understand the importance of placing value or honoring a person. But ladies and gentlemen, when you allow familiarity, which is a door, as soon as you open that door, then you are moving from honor to dishonor. Amen. I said, as soon as you hold that door open, it means that you have now crossed a line. Suddenly, the value has vanished. Suddenly, the respect is no longer there. And, and I want you to understand today that you will even not realize that what you are doing is dishonor because you have opened the door. What is familiarity? Familiarity means to know someone or something so well and in such a way so as to cause you to lose your admiration respect and sense of all and fail to observe the limits of what is permitted or appropriate. I know that's very long. Let me say it again. Familiarity means to know someone or something so well. The people knew Jesus so well. They said, is this not Mary's son? You see, those of us who are born in Africa here, in Ghana, and in other cultures, even in Europe and America, they don't really, we don't really understand that statement, is he not Mary's son? We don't understand. But if you could understand it in the culture of the people of Israel, the Hebrews, you would have understood what we were saying. Because they should have said, is this not Joseph's son? But they said, is this not Mary's son? They were insulting him. It was a great insult that they were insulting Jesus Christ. But you see, it doesn't, what is it? I, I, I am my mother's son. Is that not it? Is that not it? You are also your mother's son or your mother's daughter. Oh, you are your mother's daughter. Okay, great. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 I'm saying that familiarity is when you know somebody so well. You know something so well that you lose it. Solomon was so wise. He has so much wisdom that familiarity began to set in. Things that take I, I, I'm so much to come to people. For Solomon, it was so simple. He didn't begin to, he began to just disregard the wisdom. But how is it possible that the wisest man in the world could marry and have concubines about a thousand together? How? This is the wisest person. How is that possible? Even me, that I'm not too wise. I know that to have one wife and to have another wife, if I to have one wife 
is very difficult. How much more to have two and three? And this man had thousand. Extra, extra, extra. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. But the guy, the was so, I mean, wisdom was so easy for him. I mean, it was so, it came so easy. The guy was so wise that people traveled distance to come and listen to him. It became familiar. And before you realize, this honor has set him. Hallelujah. What are the dangers of familiarity? They are talking about familiarity, the door to dishonor. I want us to read the scripture again. This time, I'm using the message version of the Bible. Message version. He left there and returned to his hometown. His disciples came along. On the Sabbath, he gave a lecture in the meeting place. He stole the show, impressing everyone. This is Mark chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. We had no idea he was this good, they said. How did he get so wise all of a sudden to get such ability? Wow. Number one, when the door of familiarity is open, a person is not impressed anymore. When the door of familiarity is open, the person is not impressed. Have you ever heard a joke? You, you heard a joke. The first time, what do you do? You laugh. When a joke is said again, it reduces its, its effect. When a joke is repeated three, four, five times, eventually, when a joke is being said again, you don't even think it's funny anymore. Why? Because you have become too familiar with the joke. And that's exactly what happens when you become familiar. When the door of familiarity is open, suddenly you are not impressed. Suddenly things don't impress you anymore. Things that would normally have impressed you because the door is now opened. And I'm saying that you may not even realize and notice it when you allow familiarity to set in. You may not even realize that you are not immediately impressed. Have you seen a guy who is chasing a girl before? Have you seen that before? I tell you, the person can travel distance, miles, whatever, to get to meet this person. But immediately, the girl says, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the guy can no longer pick cause again. It's too much. We, we, we talked yesterday. We talked in the morning. Why should we talk again in the evening? There's something wrong with you. You have forgotten that just two weeks ago, you were calling and calling and calling and calling and calling. Suddenly, now cause is a problem. Payback time. <laughs> Suddenly, hey, so that is why if you are a lady, if you are my daughter, and the guy who is chasing you, because guys are born and bred and raised up to chase, that's how guys were born. That is why, as a lady, you shouldn't be chasing. Hey, this is not my message. I don't know why this one has come in, but I feel that let me just say it. Don't be, be chased. Don't, don't be the chaser. Be the chasey. Hey, hey. It's, it's a word. It's a word. <laughs> chasey. Don't be the chaser. You are the one chasing. 
Be the chase. You are the one being chased. Rabbi Zachariah said, when a guy is chasing you, that is when the guy will be at his kindest. Kind, kind, kinder, kindest. If you do not feel that kindestness at that stage, when a guy is chasing you, forget it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget it. Don't say that he will change. Yes! He will change for the worst. For the worst. Hey! And at that point, at that point, if the guy cannot be buying Brazilian wig and Peruvian wig and whatever wig, my sister, it's time to run. It's a good advice. Because immediately, familiarity sets in. Forget it. If at that time, the guy is not always saying, oh, you look so beautiful. Oh, you are so beautiful. Oh, when I see you, oh, I mean, wow. You are the most beautiful person I've ever seen in this world. If the guy is not saying that, my sister, run. Forget about it. Hey. Because immediately familiarity sets in. You understand? Immediately it sets in. The person is not easily impressed. Things that easily impresses the person. Forget it. Hallelujah. I'm saying that familiarity is the door to dishonor. And if you don't want dishonor to set into your life, you must deal with familiarity. Look at verse 3. I'm still reading from the message version. I'm ending very soon. But in the next breath, the people were saying that they were so impressed. In the next breath, they were cutting him down. He's just a carpenter. Mary's boy. We've known him since he was a kid. We know his brothers, James, Justus. Jude, Simon, and all his sisters. We know them. Who does he think he is? They tripped over what little they knew about him and fell sprawling. And they never got any further. Number two, when the door of familiarity is open, a person talks about things not supposed to talk about. When you are familiar with someone, that is where you begin to talk about things you are not supposed to be talking about. Look at what we're saying. Listen, we are talking about Jesus Christ. I hope you realize that. This is not uh, uh, um, Peter the fisherman. This is Jesus Christ, who is the son of God. The one who turned water into wine at the wedding. Ah, this is the one that we are talking about. This is Mary's boy. Mary's boy. Don't we know him? The carpenter said, Plenty, plenty. That's exactly what we were saying about Jesus Christ. Why? Because they were too familiar. We are talking about things they are not supposed to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, when the door of familiarity is opened, we need to make certain comments we are not supposed to make. One day, somebody went to the pastor's house. Not this church, a different church. And you know all the stories I tell you are true. After the person came back, he came to tell some, some of the other church members that hey, I went to pastor's church today. The pastor, our pastor, hey, 
he has a lot of gadgets. He has a lot of gadgets. He's using our time. He's buying gadgets. I won't pay that again. Because he's using our time to pay to buy gadgets in his house. Hey! This boy was too familiar. The pastor should have met him five five feet away from the gate of his house. Five feet far away. He should have let him see him where his house was. Because if he had not allowed him to enter his house, he would not have been able to open his big mouth to talk about things you are not supposed to talk about. You went to somebody's house to go and sre. You went to sre ladder. Ladlo. And when he gave you the ladder, you used the ladder to loom the soup that he was cooking and said, ah, soup look like namnim. And namnim, because he has given you ladder, he has opened, that is how you had the, the, the audacity to loom the empire to say that namnim, he should have just slapped you when you came for ladder. I said, that is what familiarity is. When you know the person so much, because let me tell you something, if you don't know somebody so much, there are certain things you cannot even ask. You cannot even ask. There are certain things you can't even ask. But because you know the person so much, that is why you think that you can ask certain things. And, and that is why you think you can make certain comments. Amen. Were you not afraid? Were you not afraid? in the Bible. Amen. I want to preach, but my time is worrying me. Amen. <laughs> One day, invite a certain pastor to a certain church that I was part of. And we sang, danced, we the whole, almost the whole time. And it was a little time when you gave me the microphone. When he started, he said, Do I really want to preach? The people said, Oh, flow, 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 flow. He said, You don't understand what you are talking about. I cannot flow. Because if that pastor decides to flow, it would have been six hours. So he said, I can't flow. Let me just, let me, I will not listen to you. Let me just allow, let me just end. So I won't listen to you today. Amen. <laughs> Number three. Verse four and six. Jesus told them, a prophet has little honor in his hometown. Number three. When the door of familiarity is opened, a person does not receive any good thing. When the door of familiarity is opened, a person does not receive any good thing. Jesus told them, a prophet has little honor in his hometown among his relatives. On the streets he played in as a child. Jesus wasn't able to do much of anything there. He laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. That's all. He couldn't get over their stubbornness. He left and made a circuit of the other villages teaching. He couldn't. And Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown. Ladies and gentlemen, pastors, most pastors do not have honor in their own church. Amen. They rather have honor elsewhere. But that is why many pastors like to preach at other places. Amen. Because when the pastor go and preach at another place, at the car park, six people have come. Reception. Pastor, we are so happy you are here. Thank God you have come. We know that everything will be fine as you have come. God bless you. The pastor is, the pastor is not holding anything, but they are taking the things he's holding. Well, he's not holding anything. Someone can carry the one, one, one hand, another person will carry the other hand. There's someone who hold the leg, hold the leg. 
Are you here? Honor. They are honoring the place. They are honoring the place. So when 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 the pastor comes to preach and the man of God is going to introduce the pastor, he said, God has sent a great prophet voice all over the world preaching, doing amazing miracles, amazing when he speaks, everything that he said will come to pass. I want you to open your heart and receive the prophet that God has sent to us in the name of Jesus. So you see, immediately the people's expectation has been moved from this to this. The expectation has come so high and the scripture says the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. The same prophet will leave the church that he came to minister powerfully and he'll go back to his home church and the people will not even come for the service. Why? They have seen him so much. They have seen him so many times. In fact, all the examples that he can give, they have heard it before. So immediately, they have become too familiar with the person. I tell you, many pastors, prophets, don't like to be in their church. They like to be somewhere else. But I want you to understand. Now listen to me carefully. That when God sets up a church, remember, Jesus said, I will build my church. No pastor build a church. It's Jesus who builds his church, a local assembly at one place. And he appoints somebody to be there so that whatever God has for us, he will pass it through that person so that we can receive what God has for us through that when a mother gives birth who does God give the milk for the baby to is it not that same mother or he gives it to somebody else I've never heard any prophecy like that that the child that you are going to give birth to the breast milk God has given it to that lady elsewhere never in my life ever heard that prophecy ever because God always gives what he wants the child to receive to that one. And in the same way that God always gives whatever we want to receive to that person that he has appointed for us. As I end my message today, I want to read one more Verse. Ladies and gentlemen, as I was preaching, as I was preparing to come and preach this message, God showed me a very interesting scripture. It's a scripture we have read from the beginning of the year till now. I don't know how come I had never seen it. And that is Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. I said, I haven't seen this. This is a scripture. This is our scripture we are using for this year. How come? I never saw this. But God said, I want you to say this. Now, I don't know about this verse, but you say, I have it in my slide, the first uh, few pages there. James chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abraham, this is the English Standard Version, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I'll make of you a great nation. And I'll bless you and make your name great. So that you will be a blessing. Are you following? Look at verse 3. And God said, I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I said, wow. I've never read this scripture. This is the story I've been reading throughout the whole year about unstoppable greatness. Little did I know that God, right from the beginning of this year, 
wanted us to understand that dishonor brings cases. Are you here? Dishonor brings cases. So when you open the door of familiarity and you let dishonor set in, it's God Himself who told Abraham, Anyone who dishonors you, I the Lord will curse such a person. That is why I do not believe at, at listen. I do not believe that there is any person. The person may be an archpope. I don't care. There's no person in this world who can say that he's opening his mouth to curse me or to curse you. It is not possible. Don't be afraid of anyone or any person. I said the person can be can be an archpope. It doesn't matter. The person can I'm opening my mouth to curse you and you are afraid so it will happen. No, it will not. You must rather be afraid of Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, where God says, If you dishonor anyone, I the Lord will curse the person. Because if anybody opens his mouth to curse you, God, if God does not hold that curse, if God does not ensure that that curse comes to pass. It will never come to pass. He has just said nothing, I tell you. It's the same way. If anybody says, I'll bless you, and God does not hold that word, nothing will happen. But if God says, I will curse you, who can stand before God and intercede for your behalf? Hallelujah. But when you dishonor a person you are supposed to honor, Cases is what will follow you. That is why when Jacob's first son, what's his name? Reuben, dishonored his father by going to sleep with his father's concubine on top of the house for the wall of Israel to see. At the end of the day, when Jacob was blessing his children, he said, you will not excel. Ladies and gentlemen, that word that Jacob pronounced, you will not excel. It followed Reuben's family throughout their generation to the point where Reuben's family was the smallest, almost died. He had to take Moses to come. But when Moses came and he was Pleading for Reuben, he could not overturn what Jacob, the father, had said. He only had to plead that, please, Lord, let not Reuben's family be sworn. He had to plead. Why? Because God said, anyone who dishonors you, I will kiss. As I end, I want to leave you Numbers chapter 12. When you go home, take your time and read Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 to 16. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a story about Moses, Miriam, and Aaron. Miriam and Aaron got together and they began to have a chit chat. Familiarity door had been opened. So they began to speak against Moses. Is he the only one God has called? God has called all of us. You see, you can be in the New Testament. That in the New Testament, we are all a royal priesthood. The pastor is not the only one God has called. God has called us. The Holy Spirit, God has given to all of us. So they began to speak. And they began to say so many things. The Bible says, And God heard. What came over Miriam was so, listen, I have read the entire scripture. There are the, 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 so many passages in the Bible. That one passage in the Bible that frightens me. It was so frightening. The Bible said God heard it. When they were saying it, they were saying it in private. God heard it. 
What even amazes me that after they came to plead, Moses, please pray that the Lord will heal Miriam. And Moses went to the Lord and please heal Miriam, my sister. God said that if it was a king or it was somebody and he has done this thing, wouldn't he have received the punishment? Get away from me. Let him suffer the punishment for seven days. God did not listen to Moses. Because God said, anyone who dishonors you, I will case the person. So that is why dishonor is very serious. That's why you must live your life always honoring God and the people that God has called us to honor. Your pastors, your spiritual fathers, your mother and father, and anyone who you are supposed to honor. In fact, your sister, your brother sitting by you, you are supposed to honor that person and not just say anything. Please rise and let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray this morning. We want to honor you always. We don't want to be in a place of dishonor. We pray that Lord Jesus Christ, may you help us. And Lord, we pray that deliver from the spirit of familiarity. We pray that Lord Jesus, put it in the place where we honor you all the days of our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father. We don't want you to say to her like we said to the people of Israel, if I'm a father, where is my honor? We want to be a people who honors you, who respect you, who value, who esteem you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. Makata kapaya na balabaha. Hey, katuzi andebele kataka pa katabala na katabala na. Aya katabala zedebele katuya na balabaha na balabaha. In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. 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 Be very right close. One day I was in a certain church preaching and we were ministering to the Lord. And immediately somebody had a vision. He said, Pastor, I have a vision. I want to see that. I said, Come, 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 come and say it. He said, Pastor, as you were ministering. I saw the stage suddenly had turned into some nice, beautiful platform of beautiful fruits that have grown and come up, and a stream that is just running. So beautiful and amazing. And as we were ministry, I saw some people from the crowd. They would just move and pick a fruit and just be enjoying. But what shocked me that when I turned, I saw many of the people who are sitting down, not going to pick the fruit and to eat. He said, this is what the Lord is telling me, that there's so much dishonor in this place. Not this church. It's the church that I work. And unless the people learn to, dis- to, to honor, they cannot receive anything that comes. Ladies and gentlemen, when we allow familiarity to bring this honor our life, we'll be like the people in the hometown of Jesus Christ who could not receive anything. The Bible says they got nothing because of this honor. If there's anything that you want to have in this life, you want to be a person who honors so that you can receive from the Lord. Lift up your voice and just pray in the name of Jesus. Makapa 
In the name of Jesus, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, I want to be a church that honest. A church that does not allow familiarity to be a blockade to the blessing that you have for us. We want to receive blessings and not curses, Lord. I pray that Lord, you help us that we will honor you, Lord. We will honor the spiritual fathers and mothers that you have given us, O oh Lord. The pastors and the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the ministers, the leaders that you raise in this church and you pray, Lord, help us to honor them. Lord, may you not engage in this worldly dishonor of men of God who sit on television, sit on radio, sit in their house and begin to criticize and so negative and bad things about the men of God that you have called and have appointed. Yes, Lord. Lord, if any person, any man of God is not living right, it's not ours to condemn or to criticize. We have not called anyone. Yes, Always remind us not to be too familiar. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you anymore, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. With every eye closed, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? If you don't know him, I want to give you an opportunity. Anyone here like that, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You have never accepted Jesus before. You are not sure what happens to you if you die. You don't know what happens if Jesus should come right now. You can accept him as your Lord and personal Savior. If there's anyone here like that, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Is there anyone here like that? All right. Then let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the praise. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.